You are listening to the Community Call with host Murray Riley Jr. Hello, folks. This is the Community Call podcast. Again, I'm your host, Murray Riley Jr. We're back for a rousing episode of the Community Call podcast here on a rare episode recording on Sunday. I'll tell you what, folks, we're glad to be back. It is a beautiful day here in South Carolina. And I tell you what, I am excited to be back here with you one more time. As we come on, we want to share with you our top stories for the weekend. Dozens dead in Texas. Power was restored to more homes and businesses in Texas. Other states are hit by deadly winter storms, but the crisis was far from over. With many people unable to access safe drinking water in Texas, about 325,000 homes and business, businesses remain without power, and utility officials are said to be have rolling blackouts were still possible. The extreme weather was blamed for the deaths of more than four dozen people, and this came from the Associated Press. Thoughts and prayers to those families who have lost loved ones during this, during this time right here in Texas. Uh, Biden's $4 billion global vaccine effort, Joe Biden will use his First big presidential moment on the global stage at Friday's uh, Geo, um, Group 7 meeting of world leaders to announce that the U.S. will soon begin releasing $4 billion for an international effort to bolster the purchase and distribution of the coronavirus vaccine to the poor nations. And this came from the Associated Press. Also, leaders cheer America's return to the climate agreement. The United States is back in the Paris uh, Climate Accord just 107 days after it left. While Friday's return is heavily symbolic, world leaders say they expect America to prove its seriousness after four years of being pretty much absent. They're especially anticipating an announcement from the U.S. in coming months on its goal for cutting emissions and heat-trapping gases by 2030. Also, uh, Trump's is, yes, I'm saying it, Trump is upping, upping his efforts to regain control of the GOP. After lying low for nearly a month, Donald Trump is ramping up a return to relevancy that will involve renewed fundraising and heightened attacks on a new nemesis, Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell. Trump hasn't been collecting money for his Save America Leadership Committee since January 6th, but a website that will permit him to tap into his lucrative small donors List will be up and running in days coming. Also, uh, we want to share with you some additional stories. And yes, Ted Ted Cruz is going through (laughs) with friends. Also, six Capitol Police officers were suspended. 29 are being investigated, everyone. Six Capitol Police officers have been suspended with pay and 29 others are under investigation for their roles in the Capitol riot. Acting Chief Uganda uh, Pittman has directed that any member of her department whose behavior is not keeping with the department's rules of conduct will face appropriate discipline. A spokesman said, yes, this is very serious in every sense of the word. GOP congressional staffers are furious with their bosses. Many Republican staffers on Capitol Hill are privately having reservations about continuing to serve GOP members who continue to serve Donald Trump. I don't know a single person who works as a staffer for a senator or a representative 
who hasn't who ha, who isn't angry or horrified at the lack of accountability their bosses are taking, one Republican staffer told. I can imagine what these folks are dealing with at the moment. And last but not least, everyone, and and in, and in all of celebration, I know I've been on YouTube for a good moment this weekend watching the Perseverance uh, rover. And it says, NASA lands the Perseverance on Mars. And a, a NASA rover streaked through the orange Martian sky and landed on the planet Thursday, ac accomplishing the riskiest step yet in an epic quest to bring back rocks that could answer whether life ever existed on Mars. Ground control is cheered and on receiving confirmation that the six-wheel Perseverance had touched down on the red planet, uh, a long death trap for incoming spacecraft. And these are our top stories for this week's episode of the Community Call. And we want to thank those of you who have been listening and patiently waiting for us to come back. And we're back today for another rousing episode. And we have one of the panel members in, in here with us already, and that is Michael. Michael, glad to have you on the show, sir. Hey, hey, hey. Glad to be here, Barry, as always. How you doing? Wonderful. Glad to be here, too, sir. Uh, uh, we have some other members who are trying to make their way into the show, and we are hoping that they can make their way into the show here. And yes, folks, uh, technology does give us a round every now and then, but we can we're going to work our way around it here. Uh, Michael, also keep in mind, also keep in mind of, of the weather factor too that tends to play a role in it. Oh yes, definitely. So we have we have. Um, we have a numerous uh, amount of people who are, are without power, without the daily use of water right now, especially in the Texas area and the in the, the western half of the country, midwestern half of the country right now. Our thoughts and concerns go out to everyone who's involved in the situation on the ground there in Texas. Uh, uh, dozens have been, uh, we have lost dozens of people due to the severe cold weather there in Texas. They, we haven't heard any numbers yet of how many people have died, but I understand that it's getting up to it's getting up to a reasonable amount of numbers uh, of people who have died, Michael. And it's the truth, and as you said, it keeps rising, rising. And while we have one um, party, or just to say, one major member of the Democratic Party, that being President Joe Biden that's trying to find the solutions and get us back on track and to really start descending the, um, if you want to call it the monthly report of, of deaths and to really save the remaining lives as much as possible. Um, you know, he himself said things is going to get worse before they get better. And he's got a lot on his hands. And a lot of that is due to um, his predecessor, as well as those in the Republican Party that continue to that have been and continue to cater to that um, predecessor. That should raise an alarming factor to the American people as if January 6th wasn't enough of a wake-up call, moving forward should be more of wake-up calls as to who is for this nation and who cares for this nation and who really does not. And I can tell you the one that really cares about this nation is the same man that said, my soul is in this. Yes, 
Yes, definitely, Michael. And we we've we've encountered some things, and it's 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 taken some work, I think, for Joe to get get the ball rolling here. And with that, with the winter weather being like it, it like it has been over the last few weeks, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of of people hurting right now. He said he the president said he wants to plan a trip to Texas. He thinks that it would be inappropriate at this moment because of all the things happening on the ground right now. And having him come would just kind of complicate the situation, which anybody with a heart like that would, would recognize. No, I wouldn't. I just don't want to go in and entangle everyone when I decide to come. Maybe I'll come when everything is kind of taken care of, and then I'll show up, and 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 then we all can have one 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 big hug together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what's happening right now. I know in other parts of the country, Michael, you there in New York, we were speaking on this weekend about. Uh, some things and one thing you kind of post to everyone about the snow and about the melting ice and uh, and everything happening there what's your situation now on the ground well it's so great to see the sun again because we have had a number of gray days and pretty cold whether it be cloudy or we get the snow and it's been the snowiest february since um God knows when, and we're approaching the last week of February, and um, the local meteorologist has said that we have a, we have taken um, a little over 25 inches total for this month alone. That includes the about a foot of snow or a foot and and a half of snow um, that was in the beginning of the month. And then, of course, we had some other um, snowfalls that had a half um, a foot, which is six inches, and then another snowfall that was about four inches. Um, it seemed like the when we had additional snowfalls after the big one, it's always smaller, but it becomes more of a nuisance and annoyance because, believe it or not, we still have the snow or if you're at this time, it's ice, you know, ice mounts from the February 1st storm. And we're trying to get rid of that. But now we're said to be in a big warming trend for this week. It's going to be a heck of a lot of melting going on. And I would not be surprised if New York City Sanitation, who has done a tremendous job in plowing and sorting the roads, would try to, as the... Um, ice waters down by the upcoming rain and the um, sunshine with growing, te- increasing temperatures hitting around 50 degrees by midweek. If they want to try to scoop up this remaining ice and then probably put it in a liquidator, um, that's yeah. one of the tools that they have and so forth. But I would recommend that anybody that happens to be listening to this on the federal end, We've seen what's going on in Texas and in the South. They have an unusual winter weather, stuff that they have never been used to before, and, and they're pretty much crippled at about two to four inches of snow. I've seen pictures that uh, even the highways and the entrance and exit ramps are pretty much snow-covered, and no one can drive on them. It, I think because of this climate change, it's going to become mandatory for each and every state 
to have the necessary resources and equipment to clear the snow away as New York has and all these other states up in the north, the plows, the salt um, spreaders, the sanders. Um, you don't have that down south because they don't normally experience this. This is pretty much the first time that they've been snowbound. And, you know, that these are the same people who were listening to the politicians like Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and all those mm-hmm. other right wings are saying the climate change is a hoax, it's a hoax, it's a hoax. Um, do you want to retract that now, um, ladies and gentlemen, down south? and see that you're experiencing unusual weather in which um, the scientists have said that could be um, a detrimental effect of this climate change. Absolutely. I know one thing they keep keep bringing back up is that uh, this trend will continue for for the next year or two, and this is not good for folks that live in the area like Texas where, where the utilities have been stretched to the limit uh, where you have other states who are who don't have citizens, citizens that are prepared for such an event like what what happened in Texas this past week, Michael. Uh, very very right. unusual weather there when you have when you have rain first, ice next, and then snow on top of that, and you have fires taking place where where power lines have uh, erupted and caused fires all all over the place. And yes, folks, if, if you want to, you can check out NB, in a, MSNBC and other stations who are carrying the, the severe weather effect down there in Texas. And our thoughts and prayers go out to all those folks down there who are experiencing um, the, a, a less of necessities right now, Michael. None of them have yeah. running water, lights, uh, heating right now. There's a, a, a large number of people, homeless people who are who don't have anywhere to go. Uh, when the weather is like this, and to have uh, a situation break out like this, it just says a lot about it right now. Speaking of Texas, but let's talk must... about there. Let's let's talk about there, there senator. There, sen- yeah. But before there, senator. we do, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Murray. Well, be- before we do, we also must note that as of this morning, and I was looking at the uh, weather report on um, NBC, um, Texas, right around. Um, Right around Dallas, they're up. They were 50 degrees earlier this morning, and the temperature is still rising. 50 degrees is a welcome. It's a welcoming temperature compared to what they've been going through before. And even with rising temperatures, the snow and the ice and so forth that definitely would would melt or has already melted. But as you said about the power lines and so forth. The damage has been done because those power lines were not equipped to deal with the frigid uh, weather. They have not been upgraded to deal with any kind of climate change. And because that people who were constantly lied to regarding the climate change and even with the um, potential for such a catastrophic weather as catastrophic to them, Unfortunately, we did have one casualty, and I think they said it was a two-year-old boy who died from um, hypothermia as a result of what was um, going on. But 50 degrees is a welcoming sight in Dallas. El Paso, Texas was um, a few few hours ago at 64 degrees. 
awesome. That means that, that that was awesome. If it's 64 degrees there, that means that ice is melting, folks. And hopefully, hopefully the the, the first the first responders and utility workers can get in there and start restoring stuff. I'm just hoping we can get things underway there. Uh, God, God forbid if we could, we can. They, these guys have to go another week or so, Michael, without having uh, basic utilities right now. Um, we want to yep, talk about we want to. Yeah, we want to talk about Ted Cruz, folks, uh, and his. Uh, mm-hmm. I made a mis- I made a mistake. Yeah, right. He made a mistake. Okay. Uh, he decides to go to Cancun, Mexico, the place where they want to build a wall around the state of Texas to keep keep um, our Mexican brothers and sisters from coming over here to America. Ted Cruz decided to go to Cancun, Mexico with the family because of the cold weather there in Texas. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of howling and there was a lot of people upset with the fact that that Senator Cruz decided to go uh, after getting roughed up in the media and by persons closest to him, he decided to come back. What's your thought on that, Michael? Ted Cruz says, I made a mistake. Ted Cruz, you are the mistake for such a long, long time. And I will start by saying, you're the one that wanted to eat green eggs and ham. Go back to your green eggs and ham and spare the American people, especially people of Texas, any more of your nonsense. I mean, the, thing, all- the, thing is, the, the thing is, this is the same Ted Cruz who for years kept backing up and covering up for Donald Trump. He spent more time catering to Trump than catering to his own constituents. It would be interesting to know as to how many of his constituents were saying, let Trump out of this. He is destroying us or anything like that. I mean, let's face it, the Republican Party is pretty much divided in terms of Trump loyalists and the established party that's saying Trump is a um, liability to this party. When you, know you, look at, you know something? And, and if that's the case, well, why did he decide to leave when everybody else was in the dark and freezing to death there, Michael? I just, I, I don't be, understand the reaction. I can now. answer that. Go ahead. I can answer that because he is thinking like Trump that who doesn't give a hoot about the other people. It's not also forget that Cruz was one of the senators that tried to keep it secret, but has conversed with Donald Trump while Trump was down in Mar-a-Lago. You had Cruz, you had um, House, um, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and then some of these other Trump loyalist senators that are flocking to Trump and Mar-a-Lago. And the major question is, what in the world are you doing conversing with Trump and trying to keep it secret? And then yet you still have business and let alone unfinished business here in the United States of America in terms of people that whom you are deserting, people whom you are neglecting, and people whom are suffering because of your long-term neglect of them and turning your backs on them and catering to Trump. 
They've, these senators and these GOP Trump loyalists have turned their backs on the people the same way they turned their backs on the video and audio evidence that was presented at that impeachment um, trial that was so well put by the House impeachment managers. Yeah, those those are some moments that took place when it, when it came to the House impeachment managers and everything that was taking place with that in regards to how the Republicans conducted themselves. But uh, Senator Cruz is from Texas, and those folks there were hurting really seriously. I think I think a person who has a heart would have said, you know what, I need to do what I need to do to help out. Um, we had some people helping out. Uh, uh, some young folks, Beto O'Rourke was helping out. Uh, and AOC um, has um, flocked down AOC there. AOC has been helping out. Uh, a, a, a great number of people have been throwing their resources into Texas right now. I even heard Beyonce is helping out as well uh, there in Texas and because she's from Texas. And so you have a great number of people helping out right now. And I just hope that everybody continues to help out. And uh, we're going to continue to send our support and, and prayers for all 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 those lovely folks there in Texas this week. And another so, and another ahead, singer Mike. is from Texas. Another singer is from Texas, as of the R&B fame, um, that being Terry Ellis. Terry Ellis is one of the members of the R&B female group and Vogue, and she hailed from Houston, Texas. So it'll be interesting to know how is she faring if she still resides in Texas, but she was originally from Texas. And, yes. you know, I give, it, I give it up to Beyonce. There are a lot of entertainers, a lot of singers that are real great humanitarians, especially at times of crisis like this. They're, they're so great, um, not just in humanitarianism, but great patriotism civil rights activists, they speak up when there are injustices going on, and they speak up in speeches as well as in their music, as we've seen time and time again with Beyonce. Lord knows we've seen it in the 70s and 80s, such as Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson. I mean, these people are not just entertaining and recording music, but they are spreading the same message in different formats and trying to gain people's attention. Pay attention to their lyrics. They mean a lot, and they're sending strong messages as to the state and the conditions of this nation then and now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and that makes a big difference when it comes to uh, making sure things get done in, in a proper and, and, and right manner. I'll tell you what, I'm excited that we have this many people who are turning the spotlight on Texas right now and those who are those who were need in very much in need of help right now, Michael, we, those, those guys can yep. use all the help they can get there in Texas. We also want to turn our attention to everyone as we, as we come on the show, we want to thank everyone who, who has been listening thus far. We want to welcome Victor to the show today and uh, we hope that he's doing well uh, as we, as we welcome him back to the show. Victor, how are you doing, sir? Glad to have you back. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Um, Hi, and, and now, I just came in, and Michael and everybody else that's on, just, just want to say hello. I just came in on a conversation. I just want to talk about humility, humility and, and, and um, having some sense of humanity. 
because of the fact that you take the same senator, Ted Cruz, who went to Cancun, Mexico, while his state is suffering, he would not be willing to help out New York. He would not be willing to help out um, New Jersey, even during Superstorm Sandy. He shows a lack of humility. But yet, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, raised millions of dollars for Texas. It goes back to what we talk about, you know, what Jesus talks about in the Bible. Be able to help those not expecting anything in return. He was still raised money for Texas, even though you got Republican senator that, a Republican governor that tried to blame her for the condition in Texas, even though a Green New Deal never being put in place. And then uh, the the piggyback on Michael, what Michael was talking about, I already think about Michael Jackson's song, Man in the Mirror. The, the video, the song, and everything said so much about looking at ourselves. And just, I say that to say this, we need people in our political process to look at themselves. You get all these folks who point fingers at everybody else, but they refuse to look at themselves, you know? Um, and, and so we just need to pray that we can get people who have that humility to say, you know what, I want to reach my hand out and help my brother man, help my sister, help the people who are living without power right now, help the people who are um, in the cold. And, and, and that's what would make the world so much better. But when you have people that say, oh, I don't want to see somebody getting this because I think they're trying to get over on me. I don't want to see anybody succeeding in this aspect or whatever. That's what messed the society up so bad. Or when you look at an impeachment with a president that tried to start a re- in resurrection, um, that had an in resurrection going on. But yet the evidence was there but you still have people that um, not only vote to acquit him, but still support him. Um, one last question, Murray. Did you see um, our state senator on the news last night? He found like a little gap in the wall, I think in New Mexico, and said, oh, Biden do not want to put the wall up. He want to leave this opening right here. Wow. And the funny thing was that you did not see anybody running over that money into the United States from that gap. It was just as empty as it can be. And this is the foolishness that we have from a lot of our um, representatives that are only in it for self and for their personal gain. All the time, all the time. And what's sad about this is that we still have these Trump loyalists that are going to continue to be loyal to him long, even though he's no longer the president and he's they're, they're going to Mar-a-Lago in droves to speak with him, um, I had a chance to listen to Sidney McCain talk about there. There has to be a reckoning in the GOP. Those, I think, there's going to be a party split, and uh, oh. it's going to happen. It's going to happen real fast. And it, yeah. to all of us who who follow politics, folks, this is. It, I knew this was going to happen sooner or later. Um, I want to say that there has been predictions that there will be a split of the party once the party found a party leader that it would gravitate to and stay with that leader until, well, that leader has become Donald Trump, 
now, and he's the person that everyone is gravitating to so much. Now you have your true conservative Republicans um, uh, who remain in the party like John McCain, uh, Mitt Romney, and others. These are true Republicans, true conservatives, I want to say, and not Trump Republicans. Yes, folks, we're going to have to give them a label. Trump Republicans and true conservatives, and there's a difference. And I'm, and pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure if we had a person here who was a true conservative, they would gladly tell us there's a difference between Trump Republicans and conservatives. Where's Gene Garris? You know Where's Gene Garris? When you know, I Go ahead, Michael. You know something? You know something, Murray? You must have been reading Chuck Todd's, um, who's the moderator, Meet the Press Mind, because he has already had that kind of separation where you have the, the GOP divided between, is it the, you have the Trump party, for those that want to say that they're now, they're no longer the Republican party, they're the, they're the Donald Trump party. So you have the Trump party versus the established party, the established party befitting of what you're saying about the true conservatives. I also have to um, add to what Victor so eloquently stated about Michael Jackson, rest his soul, with the song Man in the Mirror. When you look back at Jackson's musical career and the extraordinary songs and albums that came forth, in the Thriller album, he had the song Want to Be Starting Something, and he even had the song Billie Jean. You look at the, um, you look at the lyrics within, and it all had to do with um, conf- confrontation and or deception. And then, of course, um, as Victor mentioned, about Man in the Mirror, about people stop, think, and you know, making, taking part in making a change for the better, reflecting on the late um, President John F. Kennedy, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. But still people are failing to grasp the meanings of those messages in song added to Stevie Wonder's uh, messages of love and unity and respecting one another, hence repeating the gospel messages of Jesus Christ of love one another, do unto us as you want them to do unto you. So Michael takes it further in the Dangerous album and the one, um, what's the one for? Charity song he comes up with is Heal the World and created the Heal the World Foundation. And then when you go further into 1995 history, that's when you have the other songs where he was attacking the opposing media that was been attacking him with falsehoods, as well as those that were creating um, or trying to expand on the racial injustices. That's why he came out with the song, They Don't Really Care About Us. And, you know, you know the, beat go, the beat goes on. So Michael has taken his message into the music and trying to spread the truth in, in that area as well. One thing I want to oh, say. About, by the way, one thing I want to. One thing I want to say about doing a musical retrospective of 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 our movements in this country. We can go all the way back to the '60s, Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, and others mm-hmm. who sung who sung protest songs in those days. 
yes, I'm leading into something, folks, and if and this is the this is the anniversary of Malcolm X's death, assassination death. Fifty-six uh, years. Fifty-six yeah, years ago, and if everybody that hasn't had a chance to check out my post on on the community call, we want you to go over to the community call and check out our post. And uh, our post is reflective of of a movie called One Night in Miami. Three significant figures in the in in the lives of the '60s. We talking about Malcolm X. Well, his at the time Malcolm X, uh, and uh, Jim Brown, uh, and we also had Jackie Wilson at the time, and and Sam Cooke. I think these were. Sam Cooke, um, it was Cassius Clay before he became Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, exactly. Yeah. And uh, um, can I speak on that? Because I watched that movie. I think I watched it two times. Um, and one of the things what people didn't know about Sam Cooke, I watched a documentary on him called The Two Death of Sam Cooke about, um, you know, how he died controversially and why. Because, you know, he was doing things. He was bringing about the business aspects of the music business for black entertainers. Because what they would do with black entertainers is um, they'll have a hit song, song get played somewhere everywhere. Buy them a nice car. Get them a nice home. But then don't pay them the money that they're supposed to get. They don't get the royalties they're supposed to get, but they have a nice Cadillac, they have a nice home, and a lot of the entertainers died broke. So when Sam Cook came about saying, I want my royalties, I want to make sure that people like Bobby Romack and everybody else makes it in the music business. I want to make sure that the people get paid what they're supposed to get paid. He became someone that they wanted to stop. Because if you notice, man, Muhammad Ali won his first first round of First, won the heavyweight championship belt. Who he called on to the screen? Sam Cooke. Malcolm X. If you ever watched the movie Malcolm X, man, he's taking that last walk to go to the Audubon Ballroom. What song are they playing by Sam Cooke? A change is going to come. And if you remember when Barack Obama was elected in 2008, the radio was flooded with that same song. Every day it seemed so, like every day it seemed like we heard that song almost every day. Yes. And I could listen to it again and again. I never got tired of it because of the message mes- it was um pro- you know, projecting. And the thing is this whenever you become somebody that wants to stand up and make a change to make things better, have a sense of hum- humanity, then that's when the folks gonna come and attack you. That's when they're going to come and try to do everything they can against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Cooke was controversial due to the fact that, um, you know, um, a woman that pretty much, I think, was paid to kill him, tried to say that he was trying to attack her. No, he wasn't. It's good that the woman took the money, um, took the pants that had his money in, and he was trying to get his money back. But they made it something else because they didn't like what he was doing. Uh, let's take James Brown moving moving toward the civil rights movement at the time when that occurred, Victor. I know I yeah. know he was actively working in the civil rights movement in, at that yeah. time when that when that situation unfolds. One thing that I want to want to touch on before we go on any further, let's talk about let's talk about the new evidence with the Malcolm Malcolm X assassination. Oh yeah, most definitely. 
uh, one of these one one thing that uh, that struck me this morning as this news was breaking, uh, Benjamin Crump, everyone who's the who who is our new civil rights lawyer, attorney, motivated speaker, and everything else rolled into one. Uh, attorney Benjamin nationwide. Crump, yes, Michael, nationwide. Now, he's been everywhere. He said that this evidence has to come out. And those who are who who knew the, of this information have to be held accountable. Uh, we're talking about the NYPD um, at the time. We also have to talk about individuals who were working in the FBI at the time who knew of this information. They have to be held accountable. And this was per Benjamin Crump's uh, comments on on this information that came out. Um, yes, folks, if you want to go back and check out some of these articles you have to go to youtube and check out this video and it says new evidence and malcolm x assassination points to possible conspiracy and so if you have a moment go back and check this out and 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 understand what happened in the in this gap of time now let's throw this back to the movie victor has been talking about one night in miami which a which was a retrospective movie in a sense because it threw us back to that time where these four key figures in American history, and yes, Murray is saying it, in American history, and not just Black American history, but American history, these four key figures were in a room together digressing about the civil rights movement and what their impact would be. I don't need to get into the plot line of this movie. Um, I would like everyone to check out the movie when you'd have an opportunity, get your family, grab your friends, grab an orange soda, some popcorn, and get everybody in front of a television. And if you don't have access to Amazon, now's the time to get access to Amazon Prime so you can check this movie out. That's the only place where you can you can find this movie. Um, I, we, I, I was just floored, floored because of the historical ramifications of having these four men in a room together. Uh, it is, it is. It is mindless to think that these four brothers shared a conversation about the civil rights movement at the time. And and it's amazing to me now, at the same time, Malcolm X and his anniversary of his death is today, that there's new evidence pointing that there were some folks in the higher ups of government who may have had a hand in his assassination. Uh, let me come. To, yeah. Let me come. Let me come to my resident New Yorker, Michael. Talk to me, because you made a statement in the thread. And yes, folks, if y'all can give me an opportunity, I want to read the statement Michael said. This is so deja vu. Like, I'm not mistaken, and wasn't there another re- revelation said, regarding? If, oh, hold on. Yeah. I said, if I'm not mistaken. Taken. If you're not mistaken, there's another revelation yeah. regarding irregularities. Irregularities of misconduct in the investigation of the assassination of Martin Luther King, where MLK's family questioned whether the man incarcerated for MLK's murder was indeed the killer or an innocent man wrongly convicted as a result of a rush to judgment and subsequent cover up. Uh, that MLK's family pursuit of justice largely values truth and hence pursued the truth as to who is truly responsible for the same for MLK's assassination. Now, these two are related to in some degree because of the figures of who, who we're talking about, folks. We're talking about Malcolm X. 
We also talked about Dr. Martin King as well. Now, now one thing that I appreciate Michael doing is giving us a respective of 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 the same sense of what happened to Dr. King some years later. And so, yes, there has been government involvement with the civil rights movement from the very inception, I think. Now that it's coming to fruition or coming to the forefront, we'll find out who were these people. Something tells me that these people are still moving about this nation as we speak. And there are key figures in government now who are already criticizing the democratic government already. And we have yet yeah. made it made made it to 100 days yet. And I'm, I'm disturbed by what what this trend that I'm seeing with this new information coming out here. Victor, I, I know I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but what was your thoughts, sir? OK, uh, my thoughts when you talked about Dr. King um, assassination, if you remember before James Earl Ray, the man that was in jail for killing Dr. King, the King family had a hearing in Memphis, Tennessee, um, saying that he did not actually kill Dr. King. And if I'm not mistaken, the hearing found that to be true. And you know who was the judge at that particular hearing? The judge was um, Joe Brown. Joe Brown, if you remember the uh, judge Joe Brown that used to come he on judge TV. Joe Brown that does a TV show. Okay. Yeah, that was the judge at that hearing. That's pretty much how his fame came about. It's because he was the judge at that particular hearing. So we look at Dr. King. We look at Malcolm X. We look at John Kennedy. We can even go way back to Abraham Lincoln. People who were fighting for the rights of people who died, or you know, because of the fact that they were fighting for civil rights. Sam Cooke, another controversial death. So even now, you still got people that wants to kill off um, folks that stand up for people right. Okay, let's look at uh, somebody that might be a little bit off. Uh, you remember um, Hugo Chavez, who was the yes. president of uh, Venezuela. Yes. Hugo Chavez said that as has um, Latino people, he identified with blacks. Um, who was a great supporter of um, Hugo Chavez? Danny Glover, because when he came to speak in America, Danny Glover introduced him. Um, he went and bought oil and gas to some of the poorest neighborhoods in Harlem to help them out with the heating, so on and so forth. But the U.S. government could not stand him. I think mm-hmm. it was the evangelist Pat Robinson. Get this now, evangelist that said, oh, he need to be assassinated. Well, evangelist. You, you're, not an evangel- you're not an evangelist if you're calling on somebody to be killed, Victor. But he he did. You just but, a, I mean that's you just a man it. wearing a you just a man wearing a title. As far as I'm concerned, that's you're not a, and you're that's, not a man. Right. And you and wonder I'm why Jesus that. said in the Gospels, "Be aware and be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees." And sure enough, oh, yeah. Pat Robinson and these evangelists of today befit the very description of the Pharisees, in which Jesus himself had to deal with. The, the actual original Pharisees, you know, back in the um, back at the beginning of A.D., which is yes. 30 to 33 A.D., and mm-hmm. as the years went on, there's different generations of Pharisees, and we, Lord knows we've seen them today and hearing of them today. Can I say something? 
That veil has been lifted for us to identify and share with the world who are these individuals in the first place. That's why, Michael. Yes, mm -hmm. they are. They are today's Pharisees. I agree with you 100 percent. But that veil has yep. been lifted off of them and all this information is coming forward for us to know. This is a time of this is a time of reckoning. I think we're going through right now. Folks, we want to welcome Charlene to the podcast. Hello, Charlene. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. I'm here. You hey, are in the, Charlene. You are in the middle of a civil rights moment right here on the show today, Charlene. And that movie, I, that movie sure. title is One Night in Miami. Okay. I'll be checking it out today. Yeah, a great movie, great movie. Just sit back. Whatever you do, don't move because you might miss something. Let's not give it away, Victor, right? We, we ain't going to give it away. I, gotta give you one. No, I will not give it away. But real quick, there's another movie that I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Yes, my yes, I am too. I am I am too. I am too. I am too. I'm ready for that one. Now, can I point out something got, real quick? Uh real quick. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to cut I didn't mean to cut you off. But Fred <laughs> Hampton, right. what made him so significant is that he wasn't only for um black, but he was for poor people of all ethnic groups. And this what made him so dangerous is that he fought for he he was fighting for the poor people of all ethnic groups was pretty much in tune with what Martin Luther King last March was about the poor people campaign. So too, when we see someone fighting for the rights of poor people, they become just as dangerous. Pretty much, pretty much. What's disturbing? What's disturbing too, guys, is that. People have this motivation to silence silence voices of of justice and peace for their own for their own gains. I think Victor, that's what's going yep. on here. Uh, the other thing is 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 Michael, you in the home of you in the home of so many historical moments during the civil rights movement, especially Harlem, the Harlem area, uh, where you had uh, you had the assassination of Malcolm X in Harlem, um, where and. Most most of what's going on is a renaissance of renewal in areas where where there was uh, not economic um, balancing or economic influx. That's the thing I want. I think I'm saying the right thing. Economic influence or influx into those areas of New York. Even in the 60s, people were still suffering just as much as they're suffering right now. To be honest with you. Michael, can you give me a a, yeah. a, a, a perspective of what Harlem was like then, uh, around the time of Malcolm X's death? Oh, uh, it was ongoing civil rights uh, movement, even in the um, at the influences of the opponent named Bo Connor, that was always um, giving this idea of white supremacists, especially those in law enforcement to want to shut down peaceful protests, even if peaceful protesters won cases in court saying that they have a right to protest and speak um, speak up against injustices being done to them. Bo Connor was always the type that was like, um, I don't care what the court says, I'm doing what I want, I'm sending out the um, orders and there are those in law enforcement that were so loyal and supportive to Bull Connor. And one of the deadliest police forces 
was turning on this big fire hose of um, trying to drown out and um, pretty much knock out the group of protesters with such tremendous force of water that was firing from, you know, these particular large hoses. These are firefighter-sized hoses that you see that are usually fighting the um, four-alarm fires in houses and so forth. So you can imagine how forceful and how dangerous it is to be struck by um, something like that. But Bull Condon never cared about that. And, of course, you know, that kind of mentality, Lord knows, ladies and gentlemen, we've seen in these past four years that of Donald Trump with the increasing of his calls for police brutality against his opponents. All right. And then that was certainly in the 60s going into the 70s. Um, Things supposedly were calming down just a bit, but then resonated under the direction of Rudy Giuliani, who also encouraged directly and indirectly the ongoing police abuse against people of color and the questionable stop and frisk, the questionable and highly controversial shootings of um, unarmed people of color and always the scripted excuse of we thought they had a gun. I mean, we've had this discussion of police encounters with people of color versus police encounters, and I say police meaning largely white police officers, when they encounter um, people of their own color that are clearly armed, but different reactions. But um, we'll visit that at a at another time. Yeah. But yeah, but the thing is, is that uh, the, the thing the thing is, is that we're still struggling. We yeah, are we still, still struggling, and and you know when you had said um, when Victor said about the song, a change is going to come, even after Barack Obama became president. And we're still seeing the injustices um, implemented by that of Trump and his base. We're still hearing that song, a change is going to come. I need to raise issue of another song, since we're talking about civil rights, um, civil rights addresses through movies and even through music. Direct everybody's attention to 35 years ago, and it was actually 1985, a certain song that had the music lyrics that went like, once upon a time there was Martin, Malcolm, John, and Bobby who traveled the country giving hope to a few and said if we band together, there was much we could do but some people didn't appreciate what they knew and off these brothers' heads, they blew. And then you hear the sound effect of a gunshot. The name of the song, My God is Colorblind. The singer of that song. Fashion your seatbelts for this, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know when you're ready to hear the name. You guys ready? Eddie Murphy. 
Yes, the same Eddie Murphy comedian, the same Eddie Murphy that was in Saturday Night Live of Coming to America. Wow. The same Eddie Murphy in 1985. He had he tried his hand in being a recording artist. He made several albums that were largely of stand-up comedy, but in this album that was entitled How Could It Be? It was all music, all singing. The guy's got a very nice tenor voice. All right? And um, there's some songs that was pretty doggone good. That's the same album that had the song, the hit song, Party All the Time, his first ever um, Billboard single. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. You know what? You know what? This is an interesting moment we have it here. I think we I think we're we're touching on some areas in our in our time in in this age that we are living where there's a there's a resurgence of a move in civil rights again. Um I'm thinking of John Lewis too because today is his birthday, 81. He would have been 81 Bless years old. Today. He'd have been 81 years old today. We 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 have so much that we're we're kind of touching on here. Um Victor you you wanted to say something. What did you wanted to say, sir? Okay. Well, I want to say is this. Maybe you're talking about Bull Connor. Did you know that Bull Connor, when he was in his office, I think Department of Public Safety, if I'm not mistaken, when he lost re-election, he did not give up his seat. He stayed in his seat like someone else wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I want to point that out at first. And then um, also, while we talked about the songs, um, I, I was shocked to hear that about the song by Eddie Murphy because I was thinking about the song by Dion. That's the song I thought Michael was referring to. What happened to my friend Martin, mm-hmm. Malcolm, and John. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. name of the song. Yeah, yeah. But what, what, what I want to say is that we are seeing so many people who want to do the same thing today that was done back during the 60s, those who was against civil rights, those who was against equality, those who was against um, privilege for the poor because the rich wanted all the privilege for themselves. Because I, 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 I remember um, what's the guy named Bill O'Reilly. If you remember Bill O'Reilly um, from Fox hmm. News, his thing would be, his thing would be, oh, the people are poor because it's their own fault. Yep. It's their own fault. So Heard if that a child is going lot. In poverty, it's that child fault. And that's just the most, um, lack of a better term, asinine remark I ever heard in my life. You know something? That's, it, a, it, that's the it, same Bill O'Reilly, by the way, that the, um, to try to downplay the police killing of unarmed people of color, calling the killing of Amadou Diallo and even of um, Sean Bell as no big deal because they're already down the life of destruction. Sean Bell, mind you, was a young man, black man, shot 50 times by police the night before his wedding to Nicole Paltry Bell. But when it comes to black lives, Bill O'Reilly always denounced it as no big deal. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering, like, uh, why are we touching base so much on civil rights? Keep in mind what today's date is. What month are we in? Black History Month. And then as Victor has mentioned, 
about a certain person who didn't give a hoot about regular standards, the law, the Constitution, civil rights. Ironically, and I should um, bring this up to everybody, that yes, he still remains a damaging effect on the Republican Party as well as the safety, security, and livelihoods of the American people today, even though he's no longer in office. Brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. It was reported in the news that that same guy, Mr. 45, Donald Trump, after leaving office, is set to be a keynote speaker in the CPAC convention to take place next Sunday in Orlando, Florida. Thank you. For, Lord knows thank you what for, this guy would be saying to these people in attendance. There are no doubt Republicans, and many of them are said to be very much Trump supporters, Trump loyalists. Here goes the MAGA cult once again. And how many of these people actually took part in that insurrectionist capital siege back in um, January sixth? Well, let's do this since you since you raised a flag on that, Michael. I want to talk about the six capital officers officers who are suspended. Twenty nine are being investigated. Six capital police officers have been suspended with pay. Twenty nine others are under investigation for their roles at the Capitol riot. Um, I tell you what, the chief is already taking note of what's going on with these folks. And she's saying anybody that's out of order in her department, they're gonna have to face, they're gonna have to face the repercussions. And I don't blame her one bit for this. And it's gonna be this is this is what we are dealing with. Let's not talk about let's talk about our favorite senator, Lindsey Graham, who's continuing to support Donald Trump from a distance. Was in Mar Lago last week, from what I understand, visiting with the former president, former president. And we'll see what's gonna happen at CPAC. I'm with Cindy McCain. There has to be a reckoning of the of the grand old party. There are the true conservatives and there's the Trump Republicans. Folks, that's going to be the label I'm giving those folks. They got to be Trump Republicans. They can't be any other any other Republicans but them. Uh, anybody that's supporting Donald Trump, they are now Trump Republicans. They are not the grand old party anymore. Uh, I believe we're going to have a three party system in this country really soon. And it's going to take a whole lot of us to keep standing up and speaking out on 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 these truths that are happening in the country right now. But make no mistake, these same Trump Republicans, after what we've seen in this impeachment trial against Trump, those 43 senators and the multitude of those 43 GOP senators, let me correct myself on that, add to the multitude of House GOPs that sided with Trump and continue to support him after he nearly had them killed, as well as Democrats nearly killed, with his recklessness and not giving a doggone about the rule of law, about the Constitution, about the peaceful transition of power about the will of the people. The amount of insurrectionists you saw breaching the Capitol on January 6th, yes, there were a lot of them, but 
that is only a fraction of the overall population of the American people. And thus the American people said Trump had to go. And the same American people that said Trump must be held fully accountable. What these GOPs did on January 6th, and this was the third time they had the opportunity to wash their hands of Trump and to start abiding by the oath of service that they took. No, you just, you GOPs just show your true colors and the fact that, yeah, you want to be Trump Republicans and just toss out the Constitution? No, you can't toss out the Constitution, but turn your back on the Constitution, turn your back on the law, turn your back on the American people, just like you turn your back on what took place on January 6th, where you guys were very much the victims as anyone and everyone else trapped inside that um, U.S. Capitol, Capitol because of a mob that was uh, created and incited by Donald Trump. You guys are now, and yes, Michael S.W. from the Bronx, New York City is saying it, you guys are traitors and enemies to the people of the United States of America. I don't care, and I will not care of how upset you Republicans will be because that doesn't amount to how upset the people of the United States are so um, mad at you for abandoning us and just, I, I don't know what else to say on how you have just desecrated the spirit of the U.S. And I don't want to hear a doggone thing. I'm, I'm repeating what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez um, said, given what happened to many of the dedicated U.S. Capitol Police. She said, I don't want to hear another Republican other one freaking word about Blue Lives Matter ever again. Because you guys okay. have... Okay, yeah, man. but then at the same time... Let's do this. I let, let's do this because... Can I, I add one more part? If I keep letting you go, you you already I'll tell you one thing, folks. Michael's getting a, getting it in for us to, to for us to digest this week because of, of all these situations of what's going on with the CPAC conference coming up. Uh now, mind you folks, Donald Trump has been laying low in Mar-a-Lago and still having um uh GOP folks visiting him there. And some people are already giving Mar-a-Lago the title of the White House in the South. Yes, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Hey. Now. You know the funny Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Victor. Go ahead, Victor. You know the funny thing about that? Donald Trump is not supposed to be there anyway. He's not supposed to be there as a resident. The, the, um, it was stated, man, he made his um, agreement with Mar-a-Lago Mar is that um, he was supposed to stay there for seven days and go. So he's not supposed to be there. But what I want to talk about is the state rights, and I want to talk about what um, the people in Pennsylvania said, uh, a, a state legislator said in Pennsylvania about Toomey, Republican senator who voted to uh, convict Trump. Now, David Ball, Pennsylvania chair of the Republican Party, said this to uh, about Senator Pat Toomey. I quote, 
We did not send him there to vote his conscience. We did not send him there to do the right thing or whatever it is he said he was doing. And this goes back to state rights because we got state legislators who was in that insurrection on January 6th. State legislators have censored um, Pat Toomey, Ben Sass of Nebraska, um, Liz Cheney of Wyoming, uh, Senator McCain of Arizona, former Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona, and uh, the one I think is uh, Congressman Rice and our state of South Carolina had been censored as well because he voted to uh, uh, to convict. And, and this is sad that people seen the resurrection, that people who was in there who lives was in danger still go and support this man. Kevin McCarthy made a trip to um, Mar-a-Lago, even though Trump told him, oh, they must be care about the election more than you because he begged Trump, call these people off. And Trump said, no, I'm not calling them off because they care about this election more than you do. But he's still making his way down to Mar-a-Lago to support Trump. That is sad. Somebody give me an explanation on that. I will give you an explanation. It's called, well, it's, called, it's called Trump loyalty. And the thing about what's happening to us, everyone, is the simple fact that you have a, you have a group of people who continue to believe in white supremacy in this country. And they're using every measure they can. Donald Trump took the, took that veil that that most white supremacists had up. Donald Donald Trump ripped that ripped that veil down for people to see them as they are. Now you have folks who are bluntly letting themselves be known of how they stand with when it comes to people of color and white supremacy in this country. Yes, this is Black History Month. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about the negative first because it's important. The negative side of this, Victor, is the simple fact that you have white supremacy infiltrate the federal government to high levels. It, it it made it 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 actually made its way to the White House, and now we have a former president who wants to extend those tentacles into the federal government and dissuade folks who may mm-hmm. have somewhat a somewhat of, uh, of of a cooperative spirit not to have it now you got folks already talking negative about about the stimulus package that's been to come out you got republicans already saying our grandkids are going to be paying for this our grandkids are going to be paying you know my thing shut up y'all didn't had your time you done had your time. Now that we got the house and we want the house to run the way we want to, you guys are going to stand on the stoop and cry like a bunch of crybabies. But nevertheless, you run down there to your daddy in Mar-a-Lago and let him boost you back up so you can come back up to Washington and act a fool. And see, what I get Thank tired you, of, what I get tired of, and I'm, and, and I'm just going to say it, what I get tired of is people playing playing checkers with Donald Trump all the time. Make a move, jump. Make a move, jump. Make a move, jump. We got one of those in our state. Lindsey Graham, make a move, jump. Make a move, jump. Why don't we jump him out of office? That's what we should do. And we got one here in New York, too, Murray, and House Representative Elise Stefanik, upstate. 
That's another and one. I make a move. Make so. a move and jump her out. And what's sad about what's sad about these Trump Republicans? Yes, I'm coining that phrase. Trump Republicans. They are no longer Republicans. They are Trump folks. Uh, 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 maybe we need to come up with a name for these people because it, obviously they are not Republicans. I thought and I did, and, and, and they're not conservatives. Yes, they're Pharisees. We can say that too. But no, there's, I came up there, with another phrase. What's the phrase? I call them traitors. You have well, I mean, eloquent- I mean that we 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 already know, Michael. We already know they're traitors to the nation. <laughs> We yes, already know they're traitors yes. to the nation, but you got to understand. And you have elo- and you have eloquently stated the reasons why I refer to them as traitors. Because there's a couple every, other notes around that. I, I know one thing, and, and, and this is our homework for this week, folks. We're going to monitor what's coming out of the CPAC conference this week. Okay. According to according to the according to the news feed, Donald Trump is trying to find an alternative way to finance his influence into the, into the into the Republican Party, and that's through an alternative website. He can't use the one that he uses uh, that he used when he was president. He can't use that one. He's going to have to use an alternative website that's going to permit him to get into some of that into some of that money he needs. Okay. He's going after Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell called him out after the vote, but Mitch McConnell was was a hypocrite. You called the man, you yep. called the man out, you called the man out, but you voted for him to be what? And, and that's exactly. And so that's pretty much what you did. Now you a hypocrite. You can't, like I always tell people, you can't be hot in one place and cold in another place. Them two don't work together. But this is the situation, and I, and I, I, I'm kind of feeling why why you guys are feeling this way. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we spend a lot of time in the thread discussing our what we want to say to each other. And the thing is, you have some great folks amongst you, ladies and gentlemen, who understand the political process. And they're doing their very best to share all this information with everyone they they're coming in contact with here on the show and in the thread and in in our Facebook groups. And I appreciate them for their efforts because it's time for America to wake up. We've been right. asleep long. We've been asleep for four years. Now that we've woken up, and we have somebody who is a bright light, who is a leader by his actions, not by his Twitter account. By his actions, we talking about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, okay? Lindsey Graham from South Carolina said it's not a wonder. It's not a wonder we gonna go after her and impeach her. Dread. And then my question to what Lindsey Graham is: What, what a dreadful person! Off? What a dreadful person this is! And still, yet yes. South Carolinians. Continue to vote for this man. And and understand something. And understand something. Understand something, folks. South Carolina has more mobile homes and and shack houses than any other state in the country. Uh, You come here. They might well put it up on the sign. South Carolina, the mobile home state. 
Right. It's awful people don't. There was a reality show um, based out of Motor Beach out of a trailer park. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the name of it, but Motor Beach, uh, a tourist capital of the world, but they what what they based the reality show on was a trailer park in Motor Beach. Um Lindsey Graham still in votes. And now I wanna go back to, to, to Mitch McConnell and our former governor, Nikki Haley. These mm-hmm. jokers are trying to play both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. Because first Nikki Haley said, Oh, y'all need to leave him alone. Then she turned around and tried to say, Oh, what he done was wrong. Make up your mind. Mitch McConnell, yes. oh, it was wrong, but you still yep. voted to acquit him. Lindsey Graham still in votes. Lindsey Graham supposed to be on an investigation along with Donald Trump about this um, situation in Georgia with the Secretary of State, um, Raffensperger. But he told Raffensperger, I can help you get rid of votes. So that leads me to think that he didn't win this election against Jamie Harrison fair and square. It was some... Um, shenanigans going on. I know it was. Exactly. It was. See, what sinister. was happening is that they were telling uh, particularly black people, when you do your vote in some, some rural areas, some small areas, you don't have to sign this paper. You don't have to sign it. Vote and just put the paper in the um, ballot box. But the paper was supposed to be signed. I can't remember where it was or where, what, what county it happened in. But these were some of these shenanigans that were going on. So when they submitted this vote without a signature or whatever it was they were supposed to put on there, that meant that these votes wasn't valid. And this is why Lindsey Graham won so handily over Jamie Harrison, which he wasn't supposed to. Jamie Harrison had $57 million raised. Nobody never raised that much amount in a state, uh, the state of South Carolina in a Senate race. Of, so, of course. Um, but you know what's so messed up in all of this? And you gentlemen, everybody is bringing up, you're bringing up um, cases of what would be deemed election fraud. But the whole matter is while these shenanigans are going on, and thank God that these investigations are going forth, and we could very well see some very significant um, number of criminal prosecutions going on. But when you go back to, and Victor has brought up about the GOPs in Congress that voted for impeachment in the House and who voted to convict in the Senate, uh, all these people are censured by the state parties or, or the um, other members of the GOP party that are Trump loyalists, people got to stop and think how absurd and asinine that sounds. These are GOPs that follow the evidence and follow the oaths of service they took from going into office, but also follow the oaths that they took as they took on this particular case of following the evidence as jurors in the House and even as the Senate. So that's two oaths right there that they were bound by, and they yeah. followed it. Yeah. How in the world are you going to censure somebody that followed the law and followed the Constitution and followed the oaths of service? And none of those oaths 
ever stated pledge of allegiance to Donald Trump. That says a big problem right there and puts red flag on these other Republican Trump loyalists that want to do a, a slap and a back slap on those in their own party that took the courage to stand up and tell everybody what is right, what is ethical, what is yeah. truth, and what is justice. Um, the state of Texas, since Ted Cruz, since we spoke on him earlier, and he's one of those Trump loyalists that voted to acquit and violate his oath of service, his double oath of service then, only adding fuel to the fire, adding insult to injury with his stunt and fleeing down to Cancun, Mexico. You know, the state of Texas was close to turning blue just like Arizona turned blue, just like Georgia turned blue in the recent mm -hmm. elections, I would suspect, ladies and gentlemen, and my brethren that's in this podcast with me right now, at the sound of my voice, that 2022 and 2024, given how these Texans are enduring what they least expected but were blindly blinded, by the falsehoods spewed out by Mr. Green Eggs and Ham, Ted Cruz, by Mr. so-called Make America Great Again, Donald Trump. Texas could finally turn blue after all the smoke and dust clears up, and it will clear up, much to the ado of people from the Community Core podcast as yours truly, with Murray, with Victor, and everyone else that's a part of this, as well as the other humanitarians they're speaking up. The other Michael, um, people in Congress are speaking up. Michael, Everybody's waking up and smelling the coffee. Michael, I thank you so much for 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 your eloquence and and, and acknowledging us. But uh, we got some work to do. Victor, twenty twenty two. We need to get some Democratic um, House representatives back in seats. I know it's going to be a lot of House folks up for uh, up for reelection. In 2022, in the midterms, let's let's not go into the 2022 mid-elections, folks, with that with that euphoria lull that Reverend Al Sharpton loves to talk about all the time. That we tend once we get a Democratic president, we tend not to go back and vote. Well, we got to continue to we got to continue our 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 willingness to get out to vote. And and keep this thing right, because if we let them if we let them get one foothold in the house, we're gonna be in trouble. We we have control of the Senate. We have the control of the House. It's gonna take work. I'm getting bombarded by tons and tons of emails from from every every Democratic uh, party affiliation they loaded my email up please help us please help us get it back on get it back going and and everything else uh folks if we gotta we gotta have work cut out for us also i wanted to mention there's some great civil rights shows that are out now while we're speaking on while we're speaking entertainment wise there's some other great shows that are coming out please mention the circus on showtime and Emmanuel on Stars. These are these are African American themed shows. Please check these shows out. There's a lot of information out there for us 
uh, in this moment of the civil rights movement. We, we want to continue our efforts um, on uh, on this last week of Black history. Um, guys, uh, before I bring you back, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Community Call. I'm on with Michael, Victor, and Charlene today. Thank you for being a part of the show. If you have a question, you can send your question into the Community Call podcast or at gmail.com and we would answer your question we have a bunch of professionals here who would love to answer your questions here on the show and again that's the community call podcast at gmail.com you can email the show and we would be glad to answer your questions i want to get michael in here before we go i want him to share with us some information he shared with me on saturday everyone in regards to another fine article that he's sharing with with uh, the news of the people in New York City. Michael, can you can you do that for me? Be brief, sir. Well, first let me find the article because I've written a few articles, one of which was published, and um, in my local borough newspaper that is weekly, and anybody that has the um, has a link to the community call and point of concern pages. I posted the same post calling for an investigation to the um, to the impeachment votes that took place, a congressional and criminal investigation into the GOPs after what they have done. Um, they have published that. What is that? Charlie Are you still mute. there? Yes, Charlie didn't mute her microphone. Oh, okay. Let me go so right that ahead. was one article, and um, I just recently sent. I just recently sent another um, another article, and what's happening in New York is that, of course, we're, we're still dealing with the COVID um, pandemic, and there is a somewhat um, investigation into the nursing home um, nursing home deaths and COVID related. And people are pointing the finger to Governor Andrew Cuomo. And I wrote a letter that is totally in uh, rebuttal to what some of the rhetoric is going about. Now, one person I had called out was, and I mentioned her name earlier in the, today's episode, Representative Elise Stefanik, who is a Trump loyalist. She not only initiated or pushed or joined in the chorus of an investigation against Governor Cuomo, but is calling for his impeachment because of underreported deaths, COVID-related, of those that were in nursing homes. Now, the thing is that with the back and forth between the nursing homes and the hospitals, usually um, the cause of death or the place of death usually reflects to where the person died. And a lot of these people um, died in the hospitals, right? And um, those that died in the hospitals, where they come from, from nursing homes or private homes, wherever the case was, but 
the whole thing is that when this was a nursing home situation, that occurred last year when we were hit with this pandemic. We were hit like a ton of bricks. And even Governor Como, who has done an extraordinary job helping the state get through this pandemic as well as setting the bar for other states nationwide because she had to follow the map like you follow the weather map. You had to follow the map of the, um, of the infection rates as a, to who was getting hit. That's why it was a joint cooperation between him, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, and other states that bordered um, New York State, you know, with the governorships there. So the thing is, is that I found it reprehensible that um, that Mr. Fanick is going to call for um, Como's impeachment and removal, but I cited that she's the one that's been bending over backwards, covering up for Trump. And I wanted to remind everybody that we're in this pickle of the pandemic because of Trump, him who kept calling this um, coronavirus pandemic as a hoax, a hoax, a democratic hoax. She was one of many Republicans that kept repeating that lie, and we see it is not a lie. Um, at the same time, Mr. Trump, disbanded the pandemic commission that was set forth by his predecessor, Barack Obama, and his, and his forever obsession of undoing the great things done by the first African-American president who happened to be his predecessor. Trump was always about himself, always about me, myself, and I, quote, end of quote. And because of his thoughtless and reckless and criminal actions, if I could say, um, we were shocked with a bad um, pandemic. This pandemic commission that Barack Obama set up was successful in controlling and minimizing the damage of Ebola, if you all remember about Ebola. And so there was something there that was set up to help the next president, whoever that was to be, because no one knew for sure that Trump would have been the next president, would have been number 45. But Trump had everything in place. He just wanted to get rid of it because of his racial hatred and his sexism as plaguing his job as the president. And we find out that he was undeserving or shouldn't have been president to begin with. So make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, we are in this pickle, this pandemic, because of the lies by one man that was repeated by a whole bunch in his cult, the whole bunch that's in his base, of it being a hoax, a hoax, referring to coronavirus as a hoax, referring to climate change as a hoax. And then unfortunately, and I'm sorry to say this, there are those that are learning these things the hard way. We see how the coronavirus has trickled down to the South and hitting the states that were Trump-supporting states. And many people affected and um, getting infected by the COVID, as well as, unfortunately, people dying from the COVID. We see the climate change affecting Texas and other South Southern states that kept referring to climate change as a hoax and the 
the drastic effects of the climate change being a hoax. They're seeing the reality of it. So okay. again, that that that's that's the whole thing, and it hasn't been published yet, but everybody has an idea now. And my goal was to redirect everybody's attention as to the cause of all of these things, and don't don't be pointing fingers at a certain person that is credited for helping the people nationwide and leading the people nationwide. It's the kind of leadership that should have been exemplified by a self-serving person who really didn't give a hoot about the people but used the office of the presidency for his own benefit. Thank you, Michael. Hey, folks, this article, this article will appear in the group pages. Once Michael has got all the editorial stuff taken care of, these articles will appear on our group pages on Facebook, the community call and point of concern. We'll have the we'll have that article there for your reading. Victor, as we get ready to go, we're gonna bring Victor in for our closing comments. Go ahead, Victor, which comment? Okay, um, I got three comments and I'm gonna be brief. The first one, um, I wanna talk about Amazon and Rex Columbia. I noticed that they have um protests going on as for union representation because of the fact that um when Amazon was initially bought here Former Governor Nikki Haley said that she did not want a union plant in the state and made Amazon like a um, pretty much sweatshop slave house, in my opinion. Second, um, Jamie Harrison was picked to head the DNC by President Joe Biden. So let's hope that with our help, Jamie Harrison, Harrison could do in South Carolina what Stacey Abrams did in Georgia. Lastly, um, former Senator Bob Dole uh, 97 years old, have been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Though he's conservative, though he was a um, Bill Clinton um, opponent in 1996 for Bill Clinton re-election, he said something that was already significant to me. He said that Bill Clinton was my opponent, not my enemy. And that's what um, the Republican Party have gotten away from as of late because now everyone has an enemy, even the Republican within themselves, they have enemies. And that's not good for the um, standing of this nation, because as Abraham Lincoln said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So I'm along with you. We got a lot of work to do to try to make sure that we do not get comfortable with the Democratic House, Congress, president and vice president and that we still continue to get the votes out in 2022 that's all i have thank you so much victor for your comments folks i have one and that is we need to keep the fight keep up this good fight as as a former representative john lewis say we need to get in good trouble that good trouble is continue to spread the word around to everyone you know that you come in contact with that we got to keep fighting for justice and, and rights in this country as we move forward in, in this Biden administration, we have the opportunity to do that. Um, Victor, I am monitoring that situation in Columbia with Amazon, um, I'm monitoring from a distance. I did hear a little bit about the situation that's unfolding there in, in West Columbia in regards to Amazon. Let's hope something good can come from that situation. I know it will. Uh, we are hoping that those folks can can unionize and get better better working conditions and better wages. And we'll see what happens with that. 
um, yes, folks, we want to let you know this is our um, uh, our opportunity to share with you some things that are taking place within the organization of, of the community call. Michael's has articles coming out. Victor is monitoring the situation in the upstate. I'm doing my best, very best here in, in the lower half of the state and trying to keep abreast of situations that are unfolding here in the Aiken area. Uh, we're doing very well. We're hoping things are going to continue to move forward here in the state. We have some work to do. There's a lot of voter suppression um, tactics being unfurled as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. Please be aware of these voter suppression tactics that are that are taking place right now. I am being emailed by everybody of significance from Stacey Abrams to other folks in relationships to voting voter suppression tactics that are underway as we speak. Um, if someone raises the issue with you uh, in regards to voter suppression, please have them contact their local and state representatives and point out the situation. But we also need to point, this, point out the information to the voting commissions and those officers that are running the voting commissions so this information can be handled there. If you can't get any um, response from any of these organizations, Please turn to your civil rights organizations, mainly the NAACP, the, Action, the National Action Network, and others who are out here fighting the good fight in, in relationship to voter suppression. Don't want to leave out one of my favorites, Operation Rain, the Rainbow Coalition with Reverend Jesse Jackson and others. We're hoping that we can continue to keep this work going here, guys, and uh, hoping that we have a, another great week that's starting. It's a beautiful day here in South Carolina. We're going to get out and get some fresh air. Hey, folks, this is the Community Call. We're on with Michael Victor. And, and Marie, the um, articles have been posted. I posted on the Community Call and the Point of Concern, just for everyone to be know that they are available to read. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it so much. Hey, folks, this is the Community yeah. Call. We're on with Michael Victor and Charlene. We want to thank everyone for listening today. Whatever you do, stay together. Stay in love. Stay safe. Peace. Are you listening to the same old political talking points? Then check out the community call for a new perspective on politics. Left. Right. Center. We bring it together with an open and honest political discussion. Thanks for listening to the community call. Be sure to tune in next time for another rousing discussion.